was his first love, Donna. And we thank you for your love, Jesus. We thank you for new mercies. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One more time. Hallelujah. Come on. Once again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Y'all can take your seats. Set abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Love for who He is. Because the God who is love lives in you. If you've given your heart to Jesus, then He's given you a new heart. You only get a new heart if you give your heart to Jesus. to know His will. Amen. If that sensitivity remains, that's why you can't let your heart become hard. You can't allow your conscience to become desensitized. You've got to keep it sensitive. Then He can lead you.
with thanksgiving in our hearts, we enter his courts with prayer, and his presence is there. That's how we're changed. It's saturation. You got to let him saturate you. Get saturated with his presence. Saturated in the glory of God. Good to see everybody. Are you blessed? Amen. You see all those last seats? I know you got some. Beautiful people, people of God. Isn't God good? Amen. Y'all got to sing a little louder next time. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Amen. To give him praise. Amen. Use your voice for what it was created for. Glory to God. We're increasing our awareness. We started a couple weeks ago on a new subject. We want to keep our eyes on what God is doing. Be distracted by all the natural things. There's more to what's happening than what you see with your natural eyes. You need to remember that. The reality of what God is doing right now. Just by being here. The reality of what he's doing in your life. Just because you came. Just because you lifted your voice today. You can't see all that's happening in the spirit. But things are happening. God is moving. And the reality of what God is doing is, is far more important God to do certain things. Or am I the only one? I mean, I want God to do certain things. What about you? Everybody wants God to do certain things. But what we forget sometimes, everything, everything God does is in cooperation with you. cooperation with him. We're not alone here. And God's not doing everything by himself either. God is with us. 
We have to be with him. And together, God can do in us and through us the things that we want. His will can be done. And this needs to become the focus of our lives. Is God's will being done? If it's not, then we need to make some corrections immediately. We don't have time to wait. We were watching this documentary last night. Talked about the return of Jesus. And the best we can tell, we, we maybe have like 49 years left. When you look at the whole prophetic work of what God's doing, that ain't a lot of time. And we need to be in the will of God now. We need to be actively doing the will of God now. Amen. God is there. We're here. God's with us. God's in us. We have no excuses. And not only that, the heavenly host, myriad, multitude, countless numbers of angels, they too are actively involved in what God is doing. There is an angelic army. And they're here with us right But again, a lot of times we don't realize totally, totally disconnected sometimes. Totally just frustrated. Right? I mean, life can be frustrating. But it's a lot less frustrating when you remember They're looking at this. They're, they're seeking to understand as a church. Understand angels. It's about receiving heaven's help. Heaven wants to help you. I want heaven helping me. Lord, I know I need help. Amen. 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 Don't leave me hanging like that. 
my house, you know, every every now and then. I raise my own hallelujah. And I wait. Who else is going to join me? A lot of times there's nothing but silence. Yesterday I had the church, I had to pause whatever video they were watching. If you don't got time to join me in a hallelujah, I will turn, I will turn it off. Whatever it is, I will push the button, it'll go off. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. We ended last week in Hebrews chapter 1. Verse 4. Let's look at it again. Speaking of Jesus. Say Jesus. Yeshua. Amen. He is infinitely greater than angels. And we, we kind of just got stuck there last week. Infinitely greater. Yes. You understand infinite? You can't measure it. It's just much greater Jesus is than any angel. He's high above. So much further above. You can't calculate how much greater he is. So before you get excited about angels, please be excited about Jesus. different things. Even like, you know, end time stuff. Different prophecies. Whatever it might be. But don't be so excited about all those other things. Don't forget, it's all about Jesus. Sometimes we get all fixated on our problems. Jesus is infinitely greater than any problem you'll ever face. Amen. He's greater. He's greater. Greater. Amen. It says here that he inherited a rank and a name far greater than theirs. He inherited a name. A name. It's the name that's above every other name. This verse in Aramaic, if you if you read it in Aramaic, a name is actually the name. It's it's Hashem, and it's the name for God. Jesus didn't just inherit a name. He inherited the name. It's Hashem, the title for God. 
the beauty, the beauty of the gospel. The God who's so much higher, so much greater, humbles himself, comes to this world for us, for humanity, to save us, to set us free. You gotta remember. Jesus is so much greater. 
Because when he brought his firstborn son into the world, this is what God said. Let all my angels bow down before him and kiss him for When it says worship, it, it, that word involves all those things. Bowing down. So again, Jesus is different. That there's only one firstborn. That's Christ. What did he say? He brought his firstborn son into the world. That's Jesus. He became the firstborn so that you could be reborn. So that you could be born again. It's the only way we could be born again. Jesus had to be born first. Yes, this is Jesus. The darling of heaven. Worthy of all worship. The angels bow before him. When we get to enter into that. What we were doing a moment ago. We were entering into worship. And we weren't alone worshiping Jesus. You're never alone worshiping Jesus. Even if it's just you, the heavenly hosts are there to join you every time. Bowing before him. And every day we have that opportunity. Not just Sunday. Anytime we can kiss him and worship. Your worship can be described that way. There's an intimacy there. Amen. Where we approach him. We love him. And we adore him. It's not a, a casual kind of thing. And there ought to be that kind of intimacy in your worship. Amen. I mean, you know, we all like to give each other high fives and stuff like that. Right? You know, and you can kind of do that too with the Lord. He's, you know, he's, he's a high five in your spirit. But, but he's more than just your buddy. He's, he's the lover of your soul. And he wants to do more than just interact with you in a real casual, high-five kind of way. We're the bride of Christ. Amen. And we ought to approach him with that kind of heart. 
to love him. If I can decide to kiss him and worship him, it's unlike anything else you'll ever experience. Worship him tonight. We get to worship tonight. The Bible says the Father's looking in. He's looking, seeking for such. Those who are worshiping in spirit and in truth. If you want to capture his attention, be a worshiper. He'll find you. You you attract him that way. There's something supernatural about genuine heartfelt worship. I mean, sometimes it's just like, what are you doing? And I'm just not talking about anybody in here. But like worship is happening. And people are like standing around. I mean, they'd rather look at the birds outside. Like everything that happens in the back, they always got to look back at it. We get our eyes on Jesus. We, 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 we just choose to shut out all the distractions. It's more, it's more than a song. It's, it's, it's so much, it's more than music. It's, it's more than all those things. It's you touching his heart. And him touching your heart. anybody's worship. I just know how important it is. I just know the benefit. When's the last time you were lost in worship? I'm talking lost. I've been so lost in worship. It doesn't even seem like I'm on the earth anymore. Think about anything else. Only Jesus. I'm 
Heaven are planning to blow upon that fire. 
the fire can spread. And the fire can grow. And God can truly be a consuming fire in your life. Like the wind they're sent to help you. Talking about the angels. They're sent to help you. So that you can serve God in an even greater capacity. The fire must be present. The fire must be present. Fire. 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 Amen. Think about that. There's no, it's not just, you know, because God didn't have anything else to compare things to why he chose fire. God could have chosen anything. I make my servants like a blooming flower. God didn't choose to compare it to that. I'll make my servant like a flying bird. No, I mean, you'd like that too. Right? Just let me fly like a bird. Right? Up there in the sky. Like a bird. You understand? God, God chooses his language on purpose. And the description is on purpose. He didn't make us like a, a stone or a flower or a piece of wood. Amen. I make my ministers fiery flame. Fiery flame. Burning one. God uses to describe his people. And you gotta think about it. Even, even the properties of fire. The way fire is. It's hot. Right? It, it's, it's powerful. Fire sometimes unstoppable. And we are described that way. You, you need to think about this. In Psalm chapter 39, verse 2, one more verse, let's look at this. Look what it says. Psalm 39, 3. The psalmist says this. My heart grew hot within me. While I meditated, the fire burned, then I spoke with my tongue. Now, this could work for you or against you. This could be negative or positive. It just depends on what you're meditating on. What do you burn for? 
And it says here that while I meditated, the fire burned. So what are you meditating on? Now you need to think about it. Some people, they meditate on the wrong thing. And yeah, they start getting hot. But it's not the fire of God. It's strange fire. It's, it's the wrong kind of fire. Yeah, their heart is burning within them. Maybe they're burning with jealousy. Maybe they're burning with greed. It's the wrong kind of fire. Right? But it depends on what you're meditating on. What are you mindful of? What is your mind full of? What are you meditating on? It'll cause you to burn one way or the other. I mean, you could be burning with the things of this world. You could be burning with a sense of pride. A lot of people always think about is how to get ahead, how to make some money, how to, how to do this, how to do that. What are you burning for? What if you're meditating on the Word? His Word is a fire. His Word will burn in your spirit. And that's just what the wind is doing here. They're watching. They're waiting to see some fire. And if you'll get God's word burning in your spirit, meditating on his word, meditating on the promises of God, he hastens to perform his word. Angels are watching, listening to the voice of God's word. The things of the past. That's because you're meditating on those things. Some people, there's a sorrow in their life is like a burning raging fire. It's possible to be consumed with grief. Consumed with disappointment. Why? Why is the fire raging so? Because while I meditated, the fire burned with me. While I meditated, the fire burned. And here's the dangerous thing if, if the wrong fire is burning and then you speak, Under the influence of the wrong kind of fire. 
Our bodies can be like living Thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you, Lord, for it. 